Hello, friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the seventh day of November. I'm Paul. Thanks for joining me today in our journey through the Gospel of Luke. We're in the third chapter. Today we turn to the seventh verse after spending some time with the three prophetic verses of 4, 5, and 6 that gives us the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 40. We now watch John or listen to John actually preach in verse 7. We've heard the kind of sermons he preaches, but now we're actually going to get to have a little bit of an insight into the things that he says. Before I do that, I want to remind you of something that is easy to forget, but is very important. John the Baptist does not preach the new covenant. John the Baptist is preaching the arrival of the Messiah. I'm not going to speculate how much John would have thought about the Messiah bringing the new covenant. He certainly knows the phrase new covenant if he's read the the scroll of Jeremiah because Jeremiah talks about a new covenant being cut with the house of Judah and with the house of Israel. I don't entirely know what John's looking for out of a Messiah, but I do know that not long after Jesus' ministry really takes off, John is somewhat disillusioned by the ministry of Jesus and sends some of his disciples to Jesus to say, are you the one or do we wait for another? Which is an incredible admission considering that the gospel of John has the gospel of John, not written by John the Baptist, by the way, the gospel of John has John the Baptist saying to the crowd when he sees Jesus, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And if John the Baptist said that, and that's what the gospel of John has him saying, what changes between believing that he's looking at the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world and a few months later sending his own disciples to Jesus to say, are you the one or do we look for another? And it's not fair for me to make too much assumption about John because in a way we're arguing from silence. We don't hear John's reasons for wondering if Jesus is the one, but I can speculate, and I'll tell you that it's speculation. My speculation is that John, like most of his contemporaries, had an idea that a Messiah would look a lot like Judas Maccabees, the hammer. He'd bring the hammer down on the oppressors. He would lead some form of revolt that would usher in the righteous kingdom of God. I have a feeling that John the Baptist gets caught up in the militaristic idea like a lot of us do, that it's only bad because bad people are using it, but if you gave good people power, we could do good things with it. That's still very popular. Christians like to embrace that. I think maybe John the Baptist did embrace that. Now, I say all of that knowing that we're not even there. We're, we're at a, a passage where, and Luke doesn't give us all of quite that much of that, but we're at a passage where you're going to hear John say some things and you're going to think, boy, those don't sound very New Covenant. And I just want you to know it's, it's because it's not New Covenant. John is preaching to people at the end of the Old Covenant economy 
You could even argue that it's going to become necessary for John to be completely removed from the scene. I make this argument that I think for Jesus to to truly flourish, John needs to be gone. And John knows that his ministry is supposed to decrease and Jesus is supposed to increase. But John doesn't really work to decrease his own ministry. And so situations then dictate that John's ministry does end. And that situation, namely, is that his head is chopped off. And that is effectively the end of not just John, but the ministry of the Old Covenant. Okay, for an example, our text today is Luke chapter 3, verse 7. Then he said to the multitudes that came out to be baptized by him, Brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. So John says, Don't come to me telling me your bloodline. I want to see you do something that shows me you've had a change of mind. Now, I don't think that this is a terrible way to live your life to say, I'd like to live a life that shows I'm worthy of the repentance I'm talking about or bragging about, because Paul told us that we are created masterpieces for good works. A phrase he uses is very similar to our word for masterpiece. So we're masterpieces made for good works. So I want my fruit to be worthy of the repentance that I claim. But to make that a prerequisite for coming into baptism sounds an awful lot like the Old Covenant. You do and God will do. And it sounds that way because, well, it is. And it's being preached by a man under that Old Covenant. That doesn't mean there's nothing to take from his preaching. I mean, look at brood of vipers. Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? The word brood there is offspring. You're the offspring of vipers. Later, Jesus will pick that up and say, you're, you're of your father, the devil, and you've been murderers from the beginning. And so you, you can link that all the way back to the garden. This is They are the offspring of vipers. Even now, verse 9, the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which doesn't bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Notice that Genesis has a snake in a tree talking to the innocent. John puts this group of snakes in a tree that has an axe laid to its root. And so John is reimagining the Genesis story, basically postulating that Israel, the body, is Eve, the innocent, but the the leaders are the vipers slithering down out of the tree to convince people the wrong ideology about God. And John says the axe is being laid to the root of that. And this is prophetic that God is chopping down an old way of doing things. And he is consistently chopping down old ways of doing things. But in John's world, he's literally chopping down the old way of doing things. And Jesus will show us how that is brought to fruition. Okay, there's more from John's ministry, a lot more. We'll get into it tomorrow. See you then. God bless.